Welcome to Huntersville Lutheran Sermon Webcast. We invite you to join us here for worship every Sunday at 10 a.m. Find out more at huntersvillelc.com. Thank you for joining us today. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I, I will look for maybe a nodding of heads. How many of you this past week felt overwhelmed by life at some point? Yeah, okay, even the show of hands, I like that. You're willing to admit that, and that actually gives me a little bit of comfort because I know it's not just me who feels overwhelmed with life. I remember, uh, I remember quite, a few, quite a few times, probably when I was around your guys' age, when I would tell my parents, man, I just can't wait to be an adult because being an adult will be better, it'll be easier. And now as an adult, I look back and think, man, I wish I could just be a kid. I mean, don't get me wrong, being an adult is great. It certainly affords you more freedoms than, than maybe you guys have. But along with freedom comes responsibility. And with responsibility comes pressure, and with pressure comes stress. And consequently, all of that causes this overwhelming sense of, I just can't do it anymore. And it's, it's everything in life, right? Even sometimes the very things that we enjoy, that we take joy in, end up being the things that overwhelm us. For the most part, as adults, we enjoy going to work. We like doing the things that we've made a career into. But there's always that task list of, of stuff that never seems to go away. At home, you have a, a task list much the same that keeps on growing and growing. If you're a parent, then you have to make sure that your kids are well-fed and clothed and that they make sure you love them and that they're prepared to go out and face the world and that they can also get to the 10 extracurriculars that they have during a week, right? Like all of this stuff causes pressure and pressure causes stress. Stress causes you to be overwhelmed. And it's not just adults who face this, kids face this too. You have the pressure of school. You have the pressure of, of having to excel in school to get good enough grades. I mean, you guys are a little young for this, but to get good enough grades eventually to, to have a good college transcript or a good transcript for college. And then it's not just school, it's extracurriculars and maintaining friendships both face-to-face and then online. Like, that's stuff I never had to do as a kid. This is all stuff that causes pressure. And with a schedule that's, that's completely maxed out already, you still have to try to find time to take care of yourself. To, to maybe get a workout and to have some quiet time alone, maybe even catch a half hour of your favorite TV show and whatever your favorite streaming service is. This, this sort of stress, it saturates every aspect of our life. And stress leads to being overwhelmed. And when you're overwhelmed to a point where you can't take it anymore, sometimes you feel like the only option is to run. To run away. I'm not necessarily talking about physically running away. I'm talking about emotionally. Uh, to avoid the stress, to disconnect from all of the to-dos that you have, to, to disconnect from the pressure, basically just to escape this overwhelming sense of that life brings you. Like you've all felt that. I've seen you nodding your heads as I'm, as I'm talking about this sense of overwhelmingness that life brings. I know that I felt it. There was a man in the Old Testament who felt it. His name was Jonah. Jonah was a prophet of God in the 8th century BC and Initially, when God called him to be a prophet, he was called to be a prophet to the people of Israel during the reign of, of King Jeroboam II. Now, it was during Jeroboam's reign that, that Israel's borders expanded and they had some great military conquests. But in the middle of Jonah, Jonah's um, being a prophet under the reign of King Jeroboam, God does something very unique with Jonah. And he switches his call. The word of the Lord came to Jonah and God said to him, get up and go to Nineveh. And preach against them. Kind of strange. It's a very unique setting in the Old Testament. Now, Nineveh it was one of the, the, the oldest cities in the ancient Near East. It was founded by a man named Nimrod. 
which is one of my favorite Old Testament names, Nimrod, great Old Testament name. He was the, the great grandson of Noah, and Nimrod founded the city of Nineveh after the flood. Now, Nineveh was called the great city, and for nearly 500 years, it served as the cap, one of the two capital cities for the nation of Assyria, one of Israel's sworn enemies. Yeah. Assyria and Nineveh specifically, they had military prowess, they had power, they had political clout with nations around them. But there was another way in which they were great. Another reason why they got the nickname, the great city, was because of their evil and their wickedness. In fact, this is why God sends Jonah to Nineveh, because their wickedness had gone up before them. One of Jonah's contemporaries, a man named Nahum, he calls Nineveh a city of blood full of lies. And man, were they bad. Uh, one, of, one of Nineveh's kings, a man named Ashurbanipal, he would rejoice in the mound of human heads that they would stack up after a victory, after they won a victory. They would destroy entire nations. They would deport nations. They would lay waste to cities. They would turn prisoners of wars into slaves. They were a great, greatly wicked city. But the thing that the Lord is most concerned about here isn't necessarily their lack of care for human life, but their rampant adultery. I mean, this is ultimately why God sends, why God sends Nineveh or Jonah to Nineveh. It's because they, they had a little regard for the one true God, but they would worship gods like Asher and Anu and Bel and Ishtar. They gave themselves their whole substance over to the worship of these pagan gods. And this, this was the city that Jonah was sent to. This is the city that God said, go and preach against their wickedness, this great city. And so you can probably imagine what Jonah's reaction is. It'd be the reaction that you and I would probably have. He runs. He runs from the Lord. He runs as far away as he can from this city who makes a sport of human life and makes a joke out of religion. Now, maybe Jonah ran because of fear. He feared that he didn't have the, the ability to carry out this call, that he didn't have the, the ability to speak or the chutzpah to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with these wicked men. And in some ways, he would be a lot like Moses, who came up with these four different excuses for God, why he couldn't be the leader of the people of Israel. Maybe Jonah ran because he was a proud prophet. What I mean by that is that when God sent him to, or called him to go to the nation of Nineveh, that they weren't part of the scope of God's chosen people, Israel, and so maybe he thought he didn't have to go. Maybe he just simply didn't want to do it. And I, I think in all three of those, there's a, there's a little grain of truth. But at the end of Jonah, which we'll get to in four weeks, Jonah chapter four, we actually find out that one of the main reasons why Jonah didn't want to go and actually ran away from this calling was because of this warped sense of thinking. He ran away from this calling. He ran from his life because he knew who God was. He knew that God was incredibly gracious and that by him going and preaching to this wicked nation, a nation who was their enemy, that God would do as God usually does, which is to save these people. And Jonah didn't like that. And so because Jonah didn't like that, because he didn't necessarily want to go do this job as a prophet to Nineveh, he ran. He ran from his life. There's a good chance that at some point, maybe even this past week, that you felt a lot like Jonah. Where you just want to run. Where you want to run away from everything. From your life and from the, all of the callings that God has given you. It's important to recognize, and I, I touched on this a little bit in the children's sermon, that to each one of you, God has not just given you one calling to be a child of God. He's given you multiple callings, multiple unique situations that he has placed you in, in each one of your lives. 
be it a father or a mother, a husband or a wife, a grandfather, an employer or an employee, a friend, a neighbor, a child of God. God has given you all of these callings. And sometimes the sheer amount of callings that God has given you causes that overwhelming sense in your, to rise up in your heart and to cause you to want to run. And when you run away from your life, from all of these callings, you are not just running away from, or when you want to run away, you're not just running away from your callings, you're running away from God himself. But why do we as, as humans always feel the need to run? Why do we always want to run away? Is it simply because the pressure is too great? Is it because the responsibility of raising a child in a world that seems to get worse and worse every day is too much to handle? Is it because it's sometimes just too hard to be, a, to be a spouse, to be a husband and a wife, and you just need a break? Or is it simply that you look at all of the callings that God has given you and you just, you just don't want to do it anymore, at least not for a while? You want an escape. You want a relief from the pressure. You want to be alleviated from the stress, from the responsibility that all of these callings bring. And so you run. You run to escape it all. I mean, this is exactly what Jonah did. God called Jonah to go to, mm, there we go. God called Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh, which is way up there. Jonah's in, in Jerusalem at this point. I don't know if I'm blocking it from this way. Jonah's in Jerusalem at this point when God calls him, and he calls him to go to Nineveh, which is 640 miles northeast of Jerusalem. But when he runs away from the Lord, he doesn't run 640 miles to the northeast. He runs 60 miles to the northwest to that little port city called Joppa. And there in Joppa, Jonah, in trying to escape and run from his life, he boards this Phoenician cargo ship and books a passage to a city called Tarshish, which is on the southern peninsula of modern-day Spain. He tries to escape 2,000 miles in the very opposite direction, to run from his life 2,000 miles in the opposite direction. But it turns out, it turns out you can't really run from God. Because after a while of being on that ship, you kind of see all the squiggly lines. This is obviously just an artist's recreation of this. You see all those squiggly lines. When Jonah got onto that ship, God sent a, a violent wind that caused this crazy storm to rise up. And all the while, while these pagan sailors are scared for their lives, where's Jonah? He's running from the storm, too. He's deep asleep in the belly of the ship without a care in the world, or so it seems. And so this captain of the ship, he runs down to Jonah and says, how can you sleep during all of this? How can you sleep? There's a huge storm going on. We might lose our lives. Why don't you get up and call on your God? And maybe he'll hear us and maybe he'll save us. This is actually the one thing in this opening chapter that Jonah doesn't run from. Jonah comes up and he addresses these pagan sailors. He tells them that he is a Hebrew who worships the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the seas and the dry land. And he explains to them that he's on the run from this Lord, the Lord who called them and explains what he's running from. Okay? Explains what he's running from. But the storm still rages on and the sailors aren't quite sure what to do until finally, until finally Jonah comes up with a plan. And it's a plan to keep on running, to continue running from his life, this time to run to death. He says, why don't you pick me up and toss me overboard and then, and then the seas will calm down because I know it's my fault that we're here. Jonah was running from his life. He was running so hard that he ran straight into death. And these sailors, they picked him up, they tossed him over, but it turns out even trying to run to death, Jonah couldn't outrun God. And God sent a giant fish, which is usually the pinnacle of this story. God sends the giant fish and swallows up Jonah and he's in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights. 
when you and I run, when you and I run from our life, usually we choose to run because we think it's the easier option, don't we? We think it'll make our lives easier. And that's exactly what Jonah thought. Jonah ran because he thought being a prophet of God was too hard. And instead of running 640 miles in the right direction, he runs 2,000 miles in the other direction. But in reality, all that running that Jonah did made his life harder because he ended up on a ship in the midst of a violent storm, in the midst of a raging sea, with sailors who were so angry that they decided to, at the behest of Jonah, to actually throw him overboard. He keeps on trying to run from God because he thinks it's easier, but all he does is end up spending three days and three nights in the belly of a fish. You and I think this same exact way. We don't just know this to be true. We experience this to be true. Every time we run, we think that running from our lives, running from the callings that God has given us each and every day, that running from them will make them easier. But when has that ever happened? When has running actually proven to make your life better? To make it easier? When you're in a fight with your spouse and you, and you run away because you, that's the only thing you can think of at that moment, does that make things easier? Maybe for a moment, but then when you come back and you have to face your spouse, you're still dealing with the same problem and now it's compounded by the fact that you ran away. What about when you're, you're raising your children and you just, you just need a little bit of a break and so you, you run away from parenting them, so to speak? You let them do the thing that maybe they shouldn't do, but by letting them do it, you get this little reprieve from the stress and the overwhelmingness that they're causing you. But all you're doing is kicking the can down the road. And you're opening up a door that, that they'll think it's okay to do whatever it is that they want to do. When you run away from your responsibilities at work because you, you just need a break. And saying, I'll, I'll take care of it later, or maybe somebody else will take care of it, but... In reality, you come back to work tomorrow or on Monday and all of that responsibility that you ran away from is still there and now you don't just have that responsibility to deal with, you have an angry boss. We always think that running is going to make things better, that it's going to make things easier. But I can promise you one thing, that running is never the solution. That running will indefinitely, that it will always make your life harder. It always will. Because when you're running away from the calling that God has given you, be it a father or a mother, a husband or a wife, a son or a daughter, an employer, an employee, a child of God, and whatever you are running from, you aren't just running from the calling that God has given you, but you're also making a statement about the God who called you. When you run because the pressure is too great, because the responsibility is too much to bear, because of the stress that's going on, what you're saying about God is that he's a liar. That the God who called you didn't give you the skills necessary, didn't equip you in the right way for you to be able to handle this stress, for you to be able to carry out this job, for you to have the patience necessary to raise a child, to be a husband or a wife. You're calling God a liar because it's God who called you to these positions. And when you run away, you're saying that God isn't enough. You're saying that God can't equip you. Running away is never the solution. Running from your life is never the answer. But I want to let you in on a, on a little secret, something that I, I have to wrestle with every single day because I'm a proud human being. I think every heart is a little bit proud. 
And this is the secret. And it's something that Jonah clues us into. That our ability to carry out our individual callings, whatever they might be, it doesn't come from our own strength or our own willingness or our own ability to do it. And when you focus on your own ability, one, you'll never want to do it. Two, you'll never be able to do it. And three, you'll always run. And this is what Jonah shows us. That's exactly what Jonah does. But the other side of that coin, the other side of that secret, is that your willingness and your ability, your, your ability to carry out that calling, it doesn't come from you, but it comes from the God who called you to these things. That it's not just God who calls you to live out these callings, but it's God who actually equips you. And knowing that simple truth, that it's God who calls and it's God who equips you, you'll be able to stop running from your life and start running toward it. Stop running from your life and start running toward it. And the God who has called you, he has given you everything that you need He's given you a faith, a faith that trusts in the God who called you. He's given you his word through which and in which he promises to strengthen your faith and to equip you for a daily life of service to him in carrying out these callings. And it's through this faith and in this word that God kindles in your heart a love, a love for him, a love for every calling he has given you, and a love for your neighbors. And this love, it's incredibly important. And here's why. That love that God kindles in your heart It's important because all of the callings that you have, they have far less to do with you and far more to do with everybody else. Think about it through the lens of Jonah. God called Jonah to be a prophet to Nineveh. Was that call about Jonah or was that call about the Ninevites? It was about the Ninevites. God called Jonah to go and be a prophet to the Ninevites to go and show them love by preaching this message of repentance and in so doing, showing them God's love. Now think about every calling that you have in this life. Friend, neighbor, mother, teacher, father, son, daughter, child of God, whatever those callings might be. Are those callings about you? Are they about others? About the other people in your life? All of those callings. They have to do with loving somebody else. They have to do with loving God. They have to do with loving your neighbor, anyone that God has placed in your life. And this is what God has equipped you for. He has not only called you to these things, but he has equipped you for every single calling that he has given you. And this doesn't mean that we will carry out these, these callings perfectly because on this side of heaven, we still have this sinful nature that will always want to run away from the things that God has called us to. But you can take comfort in the fact that even in our weakness, even in, our, even in the sins of running from the things that God has called us to live, God still accomplishes his will. I want you to, to think about it this way, the, the way that Martin Luther talked about it, and I absolutely love it. That in each of these callings, in each of the callings that you have in your life, God wears you as a mask to carry them out. That God wears you as a mask. That he uses you, his chosen instrument, to carry out his will and his purpose. And I find immense comfort in that. That God uses me and works through me to accomplish his will and his purpose because it takes all the pressure off of me. It takes the pressure off of, off of my abilities or my perceived lack of abilities. It takes the pressure off of you because not only is it God who calls you to these things like he called Jonah, 
but it is God who wears you as a mask. It is God who uses you as his chosen instrument, who works through you to accomplish his good will and his good purpose. What a comfort and a blessing that is. And it makes all of the callings that we have that much easier. That doesn't alleviate necessarily the pressure and the stress that some of these callings bring, because that's part of living here on earth. But it certainly makes running away from them seem like a whole lot less of a, a whole lot worse option, doesn't it? Running from your life will always seem like the better option. Running away from everything that God has called you to do. But knowing what you know, knowing that it is God who has placed you in this unique situation, that it is God who has called you to do whatever it is your calling, whatever your calling is, that it is God who wears you as a mask to carry out this calling, that it is God who works through you to accomplish his will and his purpose and to show others love. Knowing all of that, it changes everything. Because instead of running from your life, instead of running from your life, you run toward it. Amen.